I Got the Hell Out does contain explicit content that might not be suitable for some listeners, such as children, those that easily get offended, and we do recommend that listeners at work put your earbuds in if you have co-workers around. And if you like the show, please spread the word by telling as many people as you can. We'd also appreciate if you would subscribe, rate, hopefully with five stars, and review the podcast on iTunes. You can find us there as well as on Stitcher and Overcast. You can follow us on Twitter at WasInACult, on Facebook at I Got the Hell Out, and on Instagram at I Got the Hell Out with an underscore after each word. You can contact us through our website at IGotTheHellOut.com. It's a red button moment. We're recording. It's Laura. And it's Deb, and it's another episode of I Got the Hell Out. If they could only see your hand moment. Moments. Movement. <laughs> You know, we, somebody told us that we need a YouTube channel. You need your own YouTube channel. Oh, God. Come on. <laughs> um, it's too early in the morning, and I went to bed way too late last night. What were you doing? Stuff and whatnot. <laughs> Let's just say beer was involved. Really? Well, I don't drink during the day because bad stuff happens. So you make up for it at night. Anyway. Um, moving on. Moving on. Uh, we're going to get to the Kool-Aid recipe in... Just a minute, okay. All right, what do you have first? First of all, are you feeling better? Yes, my voice is much better, but my daughter now has no voice. <laughs> At least you passed Sorry, it Sam. off. Sorry, Sam. I share. I'm not selfish. I share. There you go. You better not be <laughs> sharing with me. Um, and I would like to give a shout out to my bosses, KB and Tom. Um, they let us close early on Sunday, so we hubie scoobied out of there. Oh, I bet you did. And we had Monday off, which was great. Oh, for Memorial Day. Yeah. Nice. I expected to work. So thanks, guys. Yeah, I, that was an awesome three-day weekend. I, I didn't have a three-day weekend. You might have had a three-day weekend. I did, and I was very grateful for it. Really? Yes, I was. Oh, and we need to have people vote, 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 vote. Yes, it's it's on the Facebook page, but if for some reason the link does not work. It does. I'm saying, hey, I'm covering all bases here, my oh, friend. Oh, if it does I said, doesn't. if it doesn't work. Okay, gotcha. Okay. It's pghcitypaper.com and go under the tab that says... People and... No, people for... People places. For, like, voting. And then we're under people and places. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. So yes. please, please, please vote. Tell your friends. Tell your neighbors. Tell your relatives. Tell everybody you know. And you know what's crazy? Hmm. I know a ton of people that are up for a ton of crap. Or, not crap, other... Other awards. Okay. Um, and for the best, um, 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 this one's up in four different categories. I'm not, I didn't get Ooh. to talk to her. Okay. Um, but right above us is what, the best um, charity or something like okay. that? Okay, I don't remember. But it is a uh, shout out to Jamie. Um, she's very active with the Nose to Tail Cat Rescue. Oh, okay. And apparently they're nominated in four different categories. All right, people, you heard that. And shout out to Wild Bill that I work with. Uh-oh. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. He he walked into work the other day and he's like, I voted for you. Hey, thank you, Wild Bill. I didn't even know he knew. Only certain people at work I talk about the podcast to, you know? And I'm like, uh, how'd you know? And he's like, well, who down here doesn't know? <laughs> and he was scrolling through to vote for his buddy, Zach, as the best piercer Oh. In Pittsburgh. Okay. So, guys, vote for Zach for the best piercer. Um, and apparently he said that if he wins, he's going to do a full day of free piercings. So, <gasps> me and you going to go get pierced if he wins. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, 
Although I hope you do win. Um, yeah, and there was a bunch of other ones, but I this week has been crazy. Which which weeks aren't crazy for yeah, me? Yeah, really. Come on. Um, we had a very short episode last week, and a lot of it had to do with I wasn't in my right head still. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, guys, it's okay. It's okay to crumble every so often. You, you, I mean, you have to sometimes. I mean, yes. I mean, tacos crumble and they're still good, right? You just yeah. pick up the pieces and move on, right? Good analogy. I, <laughs> I steal things from the internet, okay? But don't we all? But they're wonderful sayings. Yep. I, tacos crumble and people still love them. It, it doesn't matter. And uh, where are we going with this? Oh, I have no idea. Oh, Dana H., thank you for giving us another link for voting. Um, the link we have is pinned at the top of our page. And it says for nominations, and I think it's from last month. But it will take you to the actual it takes you new part. directly there. So vote often. I don't, I don't even know if you can vote more than You know once. what? I thought you could, but then my daughter said you can't. So I don't know. Give it a shot. Try to vote twice. If you can, you can. If you can't, you know, thanks for trying. All right. Are you ready to move on? I am. Okay. We have a Kool-Aid recipe today. Go for it. Um, a very big shout out to my coworker, Kyle. He talks about his band. I talk about my podcast. We work the fryers together. It's great. All right. Okay. Um, he bums cigarettes off me at work, which I don't mind. I, I was poor back then, too. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But he is the first person to ever buy me a pack of cigarettes and go, here, thanks for letting me bum off you. Wow. That hit you me. never hear that. That hit me the other day. And I, that was the day I was having a really, really, really bad day. And he came up to me as I was leaving work and he's like, oh, by the way, I, I snuck a pack of cigarettes into your bag it, it, just in case you wonder where they came from. You know what I mean? Oh, that was nice. I, I thought it's the first time it ever happened. Uh, people who bum smokes usually... Don't don't pay you back. No, no, no. And I really, really appreciate it. So, Kyle is apparently a meme on the internet at this point. It's <laughs> Kyle Aid. Oh, uh, ha, ha. instead of Kool Aid. Okay, so um, I told him. I showed it to him. He's like, "All oh, my friends." Anyway, um, today's recipe is called Kyle Aid. Okay. Um, you take orange Kool Aid. Okay. okay. You mix it with a monster energy drink. Gotcha. Okay. And you add gin to it. Ooh. He likes gin. And you have to have a certain brand called Death's Door. If if you can't okay, find that never brand heard of that I'm, one. I'm sure gin is gin. Um y- y- you mix your swill together, okay? Your swill? Yeah. <laughs> it's swill. <laughs> and I consider anything with gin swill, so but I like gin. Anyway, um, then you have to sit down. You have to get on either <laughs> Spotify, Apple Music, or YouTube, okay? Okay. And you have to listen to his band. Oh, um, all right. Yep. His band is called Catatonia, C-A-T-A-T-O-N-E-Y-A. Okay. And um, him and his guys, they, they, they want you to listen to Nobody Cares, and they dedicate that to the cult, because nobody cares about them fuckers. <laughs> Actually, we care. That's we why care. we talk about it. We care in our own way. But I listened to it this morning, and it's their own music. Um, give them a listen. It's not going to be everybody's cup of tea. But What's their name again? 
catatonia, C-A-T-A-T-O-N-E-Y-A, because there's another one, but it's spelled differently. Okay. Um, but their album cover is kind of a squiggly-looking face, dude, red, blue, yellow. It's pretty cool. Okay. Anyway, um, okay, we got Kyle Kyle Aid. Yep. Okay, um, I would like to give a big thank you to everybody who posted such kind words on me stepping out of my comfort zone. Um, everybody out there, one small step at a time, and you can figure out who you want to be. As long as you're moving forward. Well, you know what? Even if you take a step back, sometimes that's okay. Sometimes you have sometimes to. Sometimes you have step. to. Sometimes it's out of your control. Um, yeah, but I was blown away by all the kind words that everybody had for me. That's awesome. Um, I, I, I really, really, really appreciated it. And we are going to go to pending posts. Okay. Uh, Janika, I think she's in Sweden, Switzerland. One of them asses. Okay. Um, she says, I can imagine how hard it is to escape a cult since I don't even know how to escape a casual conversation. <laughs> you and me both, sister. Uh, Amanda H. says, I went to my favorite murder fan meetup discussion thingy tonight and suggested to all of the people there to listen to this show. Oh my gosh, thank you. I noticed you referenced them in the last episode, Deb. There were like 30 people there, so hopefully you got a few new listeners. Just doing my part to preach the good word. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, stay sexy and don't get murdered. Yes, yes. I wanted to go to the meetup. And I just was not able to. You didn't even invite me. I didn't even know there was one. Well, but it was a Thursday night and it was like, it's a work night. I'm old. Wasn't going to happen. You know, I'm usually home by the time I would usually have been going out 30 years Seriously, ago. I know. I hear you. Um, speaking of staying sexy and not getting murdered, mm-hmm. I always share things with you, mm-hmm. right? Have to do a stabby stick? Well, Maybe. Um, I had friends over as I always have friends over and somebody asked me for a, a, a pair of scissors, right? Mm-hmm. Oh no. This is what I handed them. <gasps> Dear Lord, where did you get those from? A yard sale for 50 cents. What in the, what? get those out of here. Oh my God. These, those are huge. These are my scissors. Look, of course they are. Now, when you're in a cult, Laura, um, especially a doomsday cult, when they are teaching and preaching to you that people are coming for you, you know, um, up until Waco and the Ruby Ridge and other assorted incidents, you know, they were coming for us. They're always coming for us. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you learn to be prepared in many you ways. Buy big ass scissors. Are these really that big? Yes, they are. We will compare them to a pair I have. Those blades are It huge. says 12 inch. So these are one foot scissors. Oh, dear God. <laughs> but um, I, I never realized like how much I learned about survival from that place. And like just about anything can be a weapon. Do you know that? I'm assuming it can. It, it it really can. And I, I told you, this, the look on my one coworker's face when I was rooting around in my bag and I forgot to take the commando saw out of there. He was Did like, they know what it was? No. Okay. I had, he, he's like, you can't bring weapons to work. And I'm like, it's not a weapon. I bought it at Walmart. <laughs> um, I, I need a drink of water. 
thought you were going to say, I need a drink. Yeah. Too early. <coughs> I finished my coffee. It's mm-hmm. too early. I forgot my milk. And this is what I found floating around in my car so I don't choke to death. Oh, my gosh. I wonder how long it's been floating in your car. Oh, your car is fixed. Well, yeah. I just, re- I just thought of that right now. Yeah, I ended up having Tuesday off. Um, I had actually had Monday and Tuesday off because usually I work for myself on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. I usually work for you. I was supposed to work for you. And Yeah. And I was all screwed up for the rest of the week because I was off Tuesday and here I was thinking it was Thursday. Oh, I think we were all screwed up. Cause I, I was, yeah. I'm, I'm usually off Thursday, right? So Tuesday, I'm thinking the next day is Friday, but it was actually yeah. Wednesday. Bummer. So then I get to Thursday and, you know, I'm here, I'm at your brother's, I'm other sort of places. And I go home and I'm making plans for Wednesday and my friends look at me and go Deb today's Friday tomorrow's Saturday and I'm like oh my gosh I'm all just all screwed up you get on a schedule and you get one little bump yep. in there messes you up and and it really messes you up drop my pen well I'm glad your car is okay a few hundred dollars later it, it's okay well it's not bad anyway or was it a bunch of hundred dollars no it was it was okay let's just okay yeah, I, I didn't expect it to be that much, but hey, you know, you save money for a rainy day or a vacation, and it always ends up being I was a rainy say, day. Or when you're an adult, it's always the rainy day situation. That, and when you do go on vacation, then it rains. <laughs> Alrighty. Um, yeah, Maria C shared a link with us that I'm gonna post. Um, and these things are everywhere in the world. These cults and these. People who want to control people and do what they want to do, and they just make it that way, right? Mm-hmm. Um, pastor impregs, impregnates 20 church members, claims the Holy Spirit ordered him to. Oh, sure. And look at all them pregnant women sitting <gasps> there. Oh, my God. Uh, and oh, we're, my God. We are not going to get into a big discussion. I'm just going to state my opinion on this, okay? Okay. Um... No, you know what? I'm not. (laughs) Chris S. um, Laura, she's talking to you. Hey. Here are some of my stabby sticks. The rest are packed because she's moving to a downstairs apartment because screw stairs. Uh Uh-uh. Okay. Um, And she said, Deb, thank you for talking about Hoodwinked. I love that movie. And the goat I was speaking of is actually in Hoodwinked 2. Oh, I was prepared. Clarified. Yeah. Um, there's two different ones, but both movies are hysterical. So, um, okay, moving on. He's still there. Who's still there? You. Me. <laughs> um, now, we had a lot of problems recording last week, right? And yeah, we're keeping our fingers crossed we don't this week. Well, I have to put my glasses on, glasses off. I don't like this getting old shit. Um, look, we're still recording. Red button. Don't jinx red it. Red button. Don't jinx it. Um, I read a post from Maria C. last week. And as always, I, I, I re-listen to the show in case I made mistakes or I want to clarify something. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'm going to reread this post. And then I'm going to throw something out there. Okay. Okay. She says, Debbie, I can relate to you about feeling alone, even though I have my kids and my husband. I have still felt alone and still feel that way sometimes, but I don't have friends to hang out with and it's lonely. But I am working on myself stepping out of my comfort zone and being okay and not having a lot of friends and being happy and okay with it. 
um, there have been so many people that are still contacting me through private messages, messenger, um, talking about that they thought they were the only one that felt alone in a crowd. Felt alone when they go to their friend's house and there's people hanging out, but you still feel alone. Oh, I know that feeling very well. Um, the reason I reread this is because a lot of us feel alone and sometimes just even talking to a stranger on a bus, somebody, you know, you're standing next to in the grocery line for five minutes, it picks your day up. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, um, Maria, if this is not okay, get back with me, but I'm going to approve this and... That way, you know, maybe we can start something that people that feel alone, um, maybe they'll never meet in person, but maybe Maria and somebody will click and they'll be able to text each other or right. call each other because alone is a shitty thing. Yeah, it is. Um, when you move to a new place, sometimes you get to reinvent yourself. Like when I moved from here to South Carolina. I didn't have to be the loser I was in high school. I didn't have to be the mistakes I made that everybody remembered. Do you know what I mean? Oh, and they remember. Yeah. People remember the crap. Uh, yeah. Um, okay. Um, when you move to a cult and it's a closed community and you've given up all your friends, all your family, you have new friends and family, right? Mm-hmm. Except it's it's like changing high schools again. Everybody sees you as the new person. They don't know what to make of you. Um, casual conversation, but really, no, here's my number. Let's hang out. You know what I mean? And it was really lonely for, you know, the first probably year I was there. Um, I got really close with my one sister-in-law. Because we lived in the same little teeny tiny town of 600 and some people outside of where the compound is. And it was kind of like we were both lonely and you're forced to spend time because there's really nobody else. Um, she didn't drive and Kenny had, Kenny went to work and took the only vehicle we had. Okay. And they lived three blocks away. So she's not really someone that I would have sought out before to be friends with. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And here's a real quick story. Um, I'd never been around babies. My friends didn't have babies. I'm an only child, right? Cult baby was born in August, late August in this state, okay? And thankfully, my sister-in-law was home because... I couldn't get him to stop crying that morning. He just wouldn't stop crying and crying and crying. And you know, you're a new mom and you just want to pull your hair out. Right. Okay. So I called her and I'm like, I'm practically in tears myself. And she's like, bring him over, bring him over. We'll figure it out. So I walked the three blocks over there. And gosh, it has to be, you know, high 90s, maybe low 100s. I can't quite remember, right? Okay. She opens the door, and I have the baby in my arms, and she screams, holy crap, and she grabs him from me, okay? What was wrong? Again, I, I only have images of, in my head of what you're supposed to do with babies, okay? Yeah. 
And he's probably three or four days old, less than a week. I remember little that. tiny thing. Okay, you know the little hat that they put him on in the hospital. Yeah. Okay, that's on his head. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I have the onesie on him. Okay. Okay. I have his little socks. I have little pants, a little shirt, oh. and he's wrapped in a blanket. And it's how warm? I, that's what you're supposed to do with babies. Oh you my dress God. them, wrap them in a blanket, and keep in them. In 100 degree weather? <laughs> and she's screaming at me, you're cooking him, you're cooking him. And I didn't understand. And that's when I started to learn about babies for crying out loud. I thought they were like glorified pets. Oh I, my God. And I am so ignorant when it came to kids. And she looked at me and she goes, what are you wearing? And, and I looked down and, you know, we lived in this little town where there were no other cult members. Mm-hmm. So Kenny allowed me to wear shorts and, you know, sleeveless and stuff, okay? And I looked down and I says, it's hot. And she goes, you don't yeah, think Yeah, exactly. He quit <gasps> crying within three minutes of her. And she's holding him under the ceiling fan and blowing <laughs> on him. <laughs> And I felt so bad. I'm so sorry, Jess. I am so sorry. I almost cooked you, dude. You're lucky that your auntie was there because he probably would have stayed wrapped up like that. Oh, my gosh. I, I, yeah. <laughs> you almost cooked your kid. I almost cooked my kid. And, yeah, I. if you don't know what you're doing with kids, ask for help. Yeah. I, I really learned to ask for help after that when I didn't know what I was doing. And there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong at all. Um... Like I said, I, I, I had in my head babies that you swaddle them, you put the little hat on. I, anyway, I'm, I'm so sorry, Jess. <laughs> okay. Um, back to what I was saying. It's a closed community, and you're lonely. And I got my sister-in-law, and she introduced me to some of her friends, but... You still keep an arm's distance at people. You know, I had been there for three, four years, and I had my group of friends, and you kind of eyeball the new people coming in. Are, are they hardcore? Will they turn you in for stuff? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But I learned a really good, valuable life lesson because there's only so many members that live there year-round. You really ain't got a lot of pick of who your friends are. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and I'm really embarrassed to say this, but my real dad is a really, he's the biggest racist I know. Okay. Um, it, it, and there's a whole hell of a lot of other reasons I dislike this man. But I remember my first day of kindergarten, and he bent down. I think he was coming home from third shift, and mom was taking me to kindergarten. I don't remember. Um, he wasn't a real big part of my life. But he knelt down and looked me in the eye. And he's been, and I'm really sorry, guys. I'm not meaning to offend anybody. I'm just telling you what a racist asshole my father is. Okay? Mm -hmm. And the things that, that stick in your head haunt you, and you have to rip them out of there. Somebody else told you something that's not you. And anyway, he bent down and told me that I could have a little black girl as a friend, but don't ever bring her to his house. And if he ever caught me talking to a little black boy, he'd string us up both in the backyard in the back tree. Isn't that nice? Oh, I was just going to say, how nice. Yeah, how there's, nice. like I said, there's, there's, there's reasons I don't speak to the man. A um, whole hell of a lot more than that. Nah, be one of them. Um, but I'm embarrassed to say that I never had a black friend until I got to the cult. 
kind of shied away from them people. It, and like, do you know what I mean? And it ended up being, hi, Allie. <laughs> um, she ended up being one of the best friends I ever had. Um, and he was so wrong, so wrong. How many friendships did I miss out on? Because my racist father told me to not talk to a certain person. Mm -hmm. But being in the cult, you have friends that you never thought you'd have. Speech class, 85-year-old woman. She's she, she since died, but I had the most awesome conversations with her, and I considered her a friend. But before I went to the cult, would have ignored her too. Um... Yeah, Allie, I went to her house. She was the first one to, like, give me a phone number, come over. You know what I mean? Um, I'll have to get her permission, but I have a picture of her on the sit and spin. <laughs> sit and spin. Well, we'd get all messed up, and then you had to sit on the sit and spin. Oh, you showed me that picture. Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, we'd be partying during the feast, and then you get on the sit and spin all messed up, and you spin, 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 and then you get up, and, and you're you like... And you puke, puke, puke. No, do you see my hand motions? I see your hand motions, but just the thought of drinking and then sitting on the sit and spin. Mm-mm. Yeah, we, we made our own kind of Dear fun. Lord. But... I, I look back and, you know, Allie would have never been my friend. And she turned out to be one of the best friends I ever had. Um, so sometimes even stepping outside your comfort zone means talking to people and making friends that you normally wouldn't. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, I honestly never really tried to even meet people that weren't like within a year or two of my own age. And I was so surprised that I like people. <laughs> yeah. But when you're taught to not like people, that really sucks. Yeah, it's, it's amazing how you can be taught such bullshit. And you don't know any better but to go with it until you get older. And hopefully some people still don't step out of that. It never really hit me how racist he was until I was in the cult. And, you know, the things he told me weren't true. But as a little five-year-old kid... Your parents are everything. Mm -hmm. What they tell you keeps you safe. It, it, it keeps you alive. It keeps you fed. It keeps people from stealing you. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, screw you, Bill. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> Real quick story. Um, yeah, I, I, she was one of the first ones to say, come on over. So, I went over there after knowing her for about two weeks, right? And she had these long, beautiful braids for those two weeks. And I showed up at her house, and she had this little teeny tiny ponytail. And the tears... The braids were gone. The tears sprung to my <gasps> eyes and started rolling, and I went, why did you cut off your beautiful hair? And she went into fits of laughter. She couldn't stop laughing at me. And here I am crying because she cut off all her beautiful hair. She couldn't stop laughing. She grabbed me by the wrist and drug me into her bedroom. And she pulled out all these long, flat boxes from underneath the bed. Were they extensions? I had no idea they existed. <laughs> was she dying? Oh, she was dying of laughter. Hey, girl. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I, I cried because she cut all her hair off and she couldn't And she started it. crying because she's laughing her ass oh, off. Oh, she was laughing her ass off at me, so... Yeah, um, somebody asked me the other day, they, it was a question they sent in, um, 
how did you get sucked in? How do you get sucked into a cult? And there's a lot of different reasons that people get sucked into a cult. Um, I need another drink. Okay. <laughs> Before you go into the story, which is going to be a good one. Everybody has their own reasons for doing a lot of things in life. Okay. My particular cult, a lot of people are sucked in because they use the sacred name. Mm -hmm. We've discussed that. Um, somebody, some people are sucked in because, hey, these people, they, they, they celebrate the feast days and they spot the new moon. Hey, these people live by the Old Testament. It, it's a lot of different things. The Sabbath day, even. Um, there's an ex-member, Sammy, and that's how his, his family got sucked in. Because they were looking for certain things. It's, it's like being on a treasure hunt, a spiritual treasure hunt. Um, all the religions, all the churches, all the preachers, they all claim to be the right ones. Follow me. Follow my religion. Right? Mm -hmm. Well, they all can't be right. Or they're all going to be right. It makes no sense. But when you're looking that hard for something... You know, sometimes you find fool's gold. Look, look. I, I found it as a kid. Did you? Yeah. Um, we'd be up in the woods digging and making a fire pit. Um, you know, back in the 70s, we could do that shit. And we'd call a, lot of stuff, a lot of stuff you could do in the 70s. Um, but I found this huge, like, fist-sized, sparkly rock. I thought I made my family rich. <laughs> I was so excited. And... You know, I, I kind of like basically held it to my chest and ran all the way home because I thought the other kids would try and steal it from me, okay? <laughs> and, you know, I, I, of course, went up to asshole Bill. And I'm like, look, you never have to work again. Look oh, at this size of gold. No, you didn't. Oh. And, and he looked at me, scoffed and laughed and told me I found fool's gold and it wasn't worth shit. What a piece of work. I'm telling you, just give me... And I saw him at my grandfather's funeral like eight years ago, and he was no longer that big, intimidating hulk of a, I'm going to beat you man, you know, when I was seven and eight years mm -hmm. old. He actually looks like a pretty pathetic, hunched over old dude. Yeah. Kind of felt bad for him. But then I didn't. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um... But people are looking for something in a shitty-ass world. And it's fool's gold when you find it. Um, they join because the Sabbath, the feasts, the whole nine yards. And once you're sucked in and living there, it's way different than getting the tapes. Meeting with people in your area. Because, see, that's what we did for, like, the first five or six weeks till he had to go. Kenny had to go be with his people. You know, because there was just too much temptation. And that's how we ended up there. And I ended up getting sucked in. I I had actually decided to leave at one point. Um, Jess was only a year and a half. Not even... And I told you, I laughed at um, ex-member initials, Dee Dee. 
it was an, oh shit, I'm pregnant, right? Oh, you laughed and then you said a couple weeks later you found out you were. I'm making plans to get on a Greyhound with my toddler and I found out I was pregnant again and then it just, the spiral of, you know, just, I couldn't go anywhere. Um, Kenny at one point made a point to tell me that I could leave the cult anytime I wanted to, but I best not take his children. If I did, he would hunt me down find me and bury me where no one would find me. So what a godly thing to say. Hey, it's a godly place out there. Yeah. It sounds like it's a very godly place and it's very controlling. Um, I showed you that video of that woman who was happy that she doesn't have to make decisions anymore. Mm -hmm. She doesn't have to think for herself anymore. What a freeing thing just to become a stepward wife. For those of you who haven't seen the movie, it's called The Stepford Wives. Freaky. Yeah. Um, but that's what they're looking for out there is obedience and this and that. Um, uh, other people might join because, hey, polygamy. I can have as many wives as I want. You know? Mm-hmm. And there were a lot of men that found out, wow, I can have an extra wife. And I told you, that's when I left. I was holding on by my fingertips for so freaking long. But when you find out your 37-year-old husband is taking a teenager to be a second wife behind your back, you start making plans to leave. Because once they do that, I only know of two families that left as like a weird, weird, we're still a family unit, but we're not here. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and for those two, one I lost track of, but the one family that left with two wives and stuff, um, none of them are together anymore at all. So I don't know. They, everybody joins really for different reasons. I, I was there cause it kind of got drugged there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And at first it wasn't bad because everybody's so nice. It's a second family. And then the shitty shit comes in. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You're just staring at I'm me. Just <laughs> so wait, how long was it before you met Little Man? You may have answered this like episodes ago, but of you course know, I don't remember. There's things I would probably like to cover again because I keep telling people, start at episode 22. We mm-hmm. really sucked. Um, I met him the first time I was there. So the first feast? Yeah, you, you're encouraged. There's a line outside of his door. So you, like, I mean, like, personally met him. It wasn't like you just saw him. You actually yeah, met him. Back, back in, in the 90s, uh, early 90s, in the 80s, um, new members were, like, I think we went in on the influx of, because we got up to, I think, 2,500 or more that attended a feast one time. That was a lot That's of people. That's a lot of people. On 40 acres. Do you know what I mean? That's a lot of people sweating inside the sanctuary, let me tell you. But back in... (coughs) Excuse me. Back in 93, um, Kenny's dad was already an elder. And his dad was the one that was sending him the literature that got him sucked in. And there was always a line outside Little Man's office. Because new people, you know, you want to go in and meet the prophet and... Bow down, kiss his ring, the whole nine yards. But I don't think we kissed rings. No. Um, 
But yeah, he's he's always glad you're here and God has opened your eyes Aye. and you are one of the chosen. Welcome, welcome. And however he put all that bullshit, you know. And Kenny looked like a 12-year-old little girl at the base of the stage staring up at like his, his idol. His idol, yes. And um Oh, it was it was kind of pathetic. You know what I mean? And I'm sitting there going, in my head, I'm thinking, oh, my God. God wouldn't fix this man's teeth. I just couldn't stand to look at little man's teeth. <laughs> they were nasty. And it was funny. Were they, like, all yellow and gross? They were rotting out. Ooh. Some of them were crooked. Um, what wasn't black was yellow. Um... But that was a running joke for the longest time that little man has so much money and all these houses and this and that and the other thing. Why the f doesn't he fix his teeth? Okay. Now you've gone on their page and I've showed you little man today, right? He got his teeth fixed. He got his grill fixed. And um, that was a good discussion between a bunch of us ex-members the one day that he finally broke down. Because see, we prayed for a dentist. Okay, the entire congregation would pray for a dentist every feast to show up, to join. Right, so we could all get our teeth fixed. Oh my gosh! And it's it, it's funny looking back the things that we were asked to pray for during prayer circles, during opening prayers, during weekly services. Um, to my best of my knowledge, they never got a dentist. Were there any other doctors you prayed for? Um, like a podiatrist or... Well, we did pray for doctors at one point. Okay. And I told you we ended up with five doctors and a pediatrician. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. And um, anybody out there who's joining a cult and they tell you not to go to the doctors, um, my son still has problems today. Do you know why, Laura? Why? Because I don't know what I'm doing with kids. And You cooked your... Is this the one you almost cooked? I it's the same kid I same almost cooked. Okay. I, I ran over his foot in the parking lot, too. Oh, he's, dear. I, I, he survived a lot, Laura. <laughs> okay. Like, cooking him wasn't bad enough. You had to run him over. Well, that was in high school. <laughs> that was during the cult years. <clears throat> anyway, do you know the little bathtub rings that you set a baby in? Because they can't sit up yet. Oh, you mean like you sit them in in the tub? Right. Oh, it's a yeah. little ring, and, and it's got yeah. suction cups, yeah. and you can spin it, right? Mm -hmm. Well, he wasn't sitting up yet, so this had to have been a couple months after I tried to cook him. Oh, Lord. And I have him in the kitchen sink in his little spinny thing, right? Well, I, I go in to spin him so I can wash the back of his hair, right? Mm -hmm. And for some reason, it's, it's, it's stuck, and it's not turning, and... That's when Jesse started screaming his oh little God, head off. Oh, God, I don't want to know. He got his, when I spun him, he got his arm stuck between the faucet and, and, and the spigot. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I still cry at this one, okay? Um, should have taken him immediately to the emergency room because his little arm was hanging there limp. Okay? Ooh. Um... Again, we only had one vehicle, and I was living in a tiny town outside of the big town, about 35 miles away, okay? And, hate you, Ken, um, he made me not do anything, because the Sabbath was in three days, okay? 
And not only was the Sabbath in three days, as I mentioned, um, of the five doctors and the pediatrician we had, they kind of took like a, a, a rotation of, there was kind of one always there. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I guess that was their free will servitude. I, I, I don't know. Okay. Um, we, we always had Mel, the nurse, love you, Mel, love you. Um, but I, I remember that, at, and I had to wait until freaking after services. And of course I'm a woman. I couldn't go up to Dr. H. Okay. Mm-hmm. Had to wait till services was over. And so the husband had to go and make the contact with the doctor. Man. Oh, man to man. The man. Oh, okay. Um, well, I was, if you're requesting something, I could say hi to a guy at that point or okay. a man, but I could not request anything from them. That's why I had a hard time keeping the playground built because you couldn't, you couldn't even request like a hammer. No, I had, to, I had to go to girl member K who then went to her husband who would then go to who was ever in charge of, it was like a All gam- for a damn hammer. Yeah. Anyway, back to my son. Um, had to wait until after services. And let me tell you, this kid did nothing but scream. Wouldn't you if your arm was Hell dislocated? Yeah. Your shoulder is dislocated. Yes. So after services, we go as a family up to Dr. H. And Kenny's requesting healing for his boy because his arm's not working right. Okay? Mm-hmm. And at this point, Dr. H asks me, to hold Jesse a certain way. And, Did and he like pop it back in? Watch this. No, no, um, no. He picked his arm up like this. Look. No. He flipped his palm up. Uh-huh. He went down like this. And when he came up he like, like popped that, it, in. it popped back in. And the baby quit screaming. Um, but I, I wasn't allowed to take him to the doctor. And something that simple... My kid was in pain for three days. Um, people have died out there because you can't go to doctors. I don't even know how I got on this subject. Oh, I... I Cooking your kid. <laughs> You're not going to live that one down. I'm sorry. You know, there's a lot of stories I would love to tell. I can't. But the ones that I give voluntarily, you can't hold it against me. <laughs> I, I didn't know what I was doing, and I... I didn't even ask for help until I couldn't handle it anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, wow. I, I don't even know where I started going with that, but Jesse, I love you, and I've never meant to hurt you any of the times. I actually, I dropped a ladder on his head one time. <laughs> How old was he? Oh, maybe nine. And we talking like little ladder, one of those big aluminum ladders. What are we talking? Oh, it was probably an eight foot aluminum ladder that I was moving, and it toppled. And his head just happened to be there, right? It toppled. He lived. He's still alive. I, I I managed to get get him through it. <laughs> Any other maiming stories? Um. Yeah, the one time that I did go to the emergency room with a screaming kid, um, I didn't give a shit what Kenny said. Still in the cult. And, oh, God, Jess had to have been about five, four. Which meant his brother was two, maybe three. And we were getting ready to go somewhere, and just like mom, you know, clean your toys up, clean your room up, right? About three minutes later, I hear this ear 
piercing scream coming from the little one. And I walk in the room. He's standing there as a toddler does, stamping his feet in pain and holding on to the side of his head like this. And there's blood just gushing down his neck. Oh, my God, what happened? Do you know what Jesse's holding in his hand? Stabby stick. Almost. Um, didn't really think of it about it like that. But, yeah, we were taught anything can be used as a weapon, correct? Big-ass scissors. No, he had the hand-held bicycle pump that inflates balls. Oh, good Lord. And he stabbed his brother in the ear with it. Was he it. trying to, like, pump his ear? No, he stabbed his brother in the ear, apparently, because he wasn't helping pick up. Oh, my. Okay. Um, so now you got a screaming two-year-old that you're thinking that their eardrum is punctured. There's uh -huh. blood running everywhere. And it was like, screw this. I'm not... I mean... I called Mel, the nurse, and she says, I can't tell you what to do, but his eardrum might be punctured, okay? Well, a punctured eardrum is a pretty big thing, don't you think? Yeah, it's pretty serious. And, you know, I kind of learned from Jess, you know, dislocated arm for three days, right? And, um, yeah, I, I told you I used to take them to the pediatrician without Ken knowing. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, I took him to the emergency room, and... Thankfully, his eardrum was not punctured. Um, the needle just skid down inside the ear canal. To this day, he has a gouge in his Ooh. ear canal. Um, thankfully, he did not go deaf. Anything can be a stabby stick. It's all I can tell you. There's the quote of the day. Um, in all honesty, I mean, if you're trapped in the bathroom, you know what you use? You grab the toilet lid and you smack that sucker off the floor of the sink and you got something really sharp. Ooh. Um, if, if, if you're, you know, in a place that has one of them toilets that don't have a top to the toilet, mm -hmm. if you can't smash the mirror and you can rip up a part of your clothing and Ooh. grab a mirror shard. Um, am I going too far graphic with all you of this? You are going really graphic and really dark. I... <laughs> <laughs> But I'm the one that brought up the stabby stick, so... Well, I used to wonder why I was made to be there for 10 years of misery. And the more I thought about it over the years, it's like yin and yang. You can't have good without bad. You can't have black without white. Things just don't exist like that. And as miserable as it was sometimes, back to the beginning, full circle... I made friends with people that I'm still friends with today. I have my kids that I never would have had. I have survival skills that all I can tell you is, yeah. You know, I have my concealed carry, but I can still probably kill you 10 other ways. Remind me to tell you when we get off. Oh, dear Lord. Um, and I can't get that out of my head prepared. You got to be prepared. And the shit you have to pull out of your head sometimes. But again, it's always good to be prepared. I mean, they taught us simple stuff is if you have to walk somewhere, watch the shadows around you. Stay towards the middle of the road because that gives you more of a buffer. Well, but that's good advice, though. That's good advice. But these are things people don't think of. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um. If you're forced to be, like, 
in the town that we lived at, okay? Mm-hmm. You can look across the street out of the corner of your eye at the storefronts and see if anybody's creeping up behind you. Um, it doesn't even have to be in the shadows or watch the shadows. It's being completely hyper aware of everything that's around you. Why do you think I jump all the time? It's, I can't get rid of it. Um, it's toned down a hell of a lot. Remember when you used to yell when you would come in the house because you would, I, you'd walk in and go, Hey, how you doing? And I'd be like, clinging, ah! I'd be clinging to the chandelier still going, ah, ah, ah. yeah. So, well, that happens when you get threatened with death. I told you about that. that. I, I seriously, I can imagine. Uh, I did. I tell you about when I actually filed for divorce and left. I'm 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 in Walmart looking at something, and the head of security walks up to me like invading your personal space. Mm-hmm. So you turn to look to see who's there, and I'm like, "Oh, hey, how you?" And he's like, "Shut up and stare straight ahead." And oh, that's not too creepy. Um. And, and, of course, you're used to following instructions. So, you know, in retrospect, I should have beamed him in the head with a can I was holding. But I turned around, and I'm, like, scared to death. And I'm staring straight at these cans in front of me. And he said, um, if I keep my mouth shut, I won't end up like another member that they killed because he was speaking. Okay? Ooh. Um... Yeah, just told me keep my mouth shut and I'd be fine. Um, don't talk like so and so did, and I didn't for years. And we've covered this. I don't give a shit no more um, that they know what I'm doing because them and people like them need shut down. They ruin lives. Um, but back to the yin and yang thing. Mm-hmm. I, I I have learned so much being there and from the people that I've met. So anybody out there who's feeling lonely, just Keep on keeping on. Um, step out your, outside your comfort zone. You know, if you go to church, maybe that little old lady that you see sitting by herself all the time, see if she wants to have a cup of coffee. Old people are a plethora of good stories. You oh know my that? gosh, absolutely. My grandma just turned 98 the other day, and I love talking to her about the changes she's seen in 98 years. Oh, can you even begin to imagine? I mean, they were alive before TV. She's older than Betty White. Oh, wow. By like a year or two. That is insane. Uh, yeah. Wow. And she's the only one I know that really doesn't have any health problems right now. (laughs) God bless her. Shout out to you, Grandma. Um, yeah, it just, oh, um, okay. Well, we're going to save that for next time. Uh, oh, and by the way, um, don't ever let loyalty keep you in situations that common sense would get you the hell out of it. Because in retrospect, again, my loyalty to my family kept me there far longer than I should have been. And I think that's about pretty much all I have to say. Um, you have an article if you'd like to read it. Do you want to save that? Or do you want to, do you want to read it this week? Eh, you know what? You know what next week is? Uh, I promised a really good topic this week because I thought this episode is going to be next week's episode. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Do you know what episode we're going to be on? 69. Yep. And it Look was, at you laughing and giggling. 
yeah, it's going to be the sex episode. The sex episode. <laughs> sex episode. The sex episode. That that's what we're calling it. Okay, it's named before we even that's start. Right. Um, let's see what I got on my phone here. Oh God, you know my phone just does all these weird things when I'm. Um. Yeah. Okay. What are you looking for? I don't know. <laughs> Um, I'd like to give a hi out to my friend, Wendy. She says we really need to stop putting ourselves down because we do an absolute wonderful job. Um, and we put ourselves down too much. I think we just listen to it differently than other people do. Maybe. I think so. Because, um, look, I'm going to find it. See, because you know what we hit this week? I can't believe we're just saying that right now. I, again, I I can't quarter even... of a million downloads. downloads. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Oh so, my girl, I never would have thought it in a million years. And why? Me neither. You know what? It's not on my Facebook anymore. Why is it not here? Oh, Facebook's messed up. That's why. I, it's, Those algorithms just completely suck. I I don't know what to tell you, but yeah, we hit a. A quarter million downloads, and I never in a million years... You told me we were going to do this, and... <laughs> that is... That is an... Ex- that's like a shit ton of downloads. I'm, like, blown away. Can you imagine if we had a dollar for every one of them? <laughs> Hell, a nickel for everyone. Anyway, um... In the comments, um... I said something about, you know... Thanks for everybody for listening, you know, being a shit show, and... Sam had some really kind words that, um, of course, I'll find it after we're done. But they really like listening to us because they can connect with us. We're real people. And we're not some, how did they put it, um, gussied up, makeuped up observer that's telling what they see about this cult. It's my story. My, it's... I'm telling you what's going on. And thank you so much for your kind words, Sam. And as always, Facebook screwed it up. Hey, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know. Um, anybody out there, you feel lonely, you, you need someone to talk to, I answer everybody. Um, messenger, e- email, whatever. Um, you need help? Still helping people. You know what I mean? You know the realization I came to the other day, Laura? What? I've always wanted to help people, and that's why I've been wanting to start this nonprofit, right? And over the course of doing this, like, I've had so many people just thank me for being there and listening to them, and I'm helping people without even, I mean, I had a dream, and it may not be what I want it to be yet. But it's starting. But I want to cry. Yeah, it's it's starting, and can can I, I really want to win this best podcast in Pittsburgh so that it maybe will launch us to, to the, some to the next level to the next level, and it will actually maybe shed a spotlight on these people of what they're doing. Um, my my one friend Brandon that I talk about a lot, right? Um, he went to college, and I am so proud of him. But at one point, he was like, screw you, mom, because he had to study for a test. And he never got to go to school. So here he is in college trying to do this. Oh, my gosh. Has no idea how to do it. Um, but him and his, his lovely wife and their kids, I, I just love them to death. One of these days, I'm going to get down to visit them. I think they just moved back to that state, though. Damn it. Ew. Yeah. 
for some reason, people gravitate back there. They never leave. I've never understood that. Um, well, a lot of people, they can't leave because there's no money. Because the cult sucked it all up. Gotta love those tithes. You know what would be really cool? If all us ex-members got all our money back. Oh, could you imagine? Because I talked to um, two ex-members that... The, I, I showed you the photos of the, the, the boxes of the stuff that they have from that place, right? Mm-hmm. Her husband kept every receipt from that place. Every tithe receipt. Oh, Every free will offering receipt. <gasps> everything. Did he total them up? Um, no, and they probably wouldn't do that for me. But hey, Nayaria, please total it up. <laughs> we want a total. <laughs> but you know what else he has receipts for? Hmm. Because it didn't exist at the time. Right? The midwifery. <gasps> Because you had to pay oh, to have your babies born that's there. That's right. Not, oh my gosh. Yeah, he has every receipt from that place. I, I find that amazing. He has every booklet, every receipt, every newsletter, every blank wow. word magazine, okay? And that's where all them boxes of shit come in at. And I'm sure there's other ex-members out there that have saved crucial pieces of shit that proves, yeah, this went on. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because I have no proof that they almost killed me. And oh, yeah, I almost killed Jesse before he was born. <laughs> okay, then. Um, the midwifery, yeah, yay me. Um, you know, your first kid, you start having contractions and they kind of tickle, kind of like, you know, early period pain. Wait, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Contractions tickle? Well, the first couple. Like the first one, you're like, wait a minute, is that a contraction? It feels like I'm cramping a little. You know what I mean? That's not tickling. Okay. okay. I don't know what kind of contractions you had. Well, they started out <laughs> just like a slight little, little, like I'm cramping. Okay? I'll let you have it. Go ahead. Okay. Well, it's my first kid and, and, and I called up my midwife and, you know, she's like, well, I'm working today and it's your first kid. So, or child, it's your first child. Oh, she can't say kid. That's right. Because right. that's a goat. Okay. Um, and, and she's telling me to time them and they're, Gosh, 20, 25 minutes apart. Okay, so it's a long time to go. Well, after work comes and we head up to the medical trailer. Do you see me making those loose quotes? Yipper. I don't even know what year trailer it was, but it was the medical trailer and midwifery all slash into one, right? Oh, good. But you had a list of stuff to bring, Okay. They had a TV and a VCR, so you could watch movies that were approved or sermons. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Just what you want when you're in labor. No, 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 no. But, but there were certain movies we were still allowed to watch at that point. Um, you had to take a gallon of water and a gallon of juice. Okay. Look at you looking at me with one eyeball cocked open and the other one shut. What kind of juice? Any kind of juice that you like. Apple juice, cherry juice, orange juice. Juice. Okay. Okay, now, of course, he never been around pregnant women, babies, nothing, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm listening to what these two midwives are telling me, okay? And got to stay hydrated, got to drink, got to drink, got to drink. Well, in retrospect, they don't even give you ice chips when you're in, in labor. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So contractions are getting more and more. It's getting to be 8, 9, 10 o'clock at night. Well, guess what? What? Kenny decided he was tired and he was going home. But call him if anything happens. Okay? 
Oh. At this point, the two midwives go into the back bedrooms that are exam rooms, or if somebody's really sick, they have a bed to put them in, right? Mm-hmm. And here I am, by myself, sitting in this labor chair, okay? Oh, good Lord. Naked from the waist down, okay? And I was in so much pain by, like, 1 a.m. I couldn't even get up and change the freaking movie. All I had was a remote, and I was hitting, you know, stop, and I would rewind it and play it again. And I, I must have blacked it out because I don't even remember what movie it was. Guess who showed up at around 7 in the morning? Who? Danny! Danny, after a good night's sleep. After a good night's sleep. You know, and the midwives are waking up, and oh, they got a good night's sleep. And here's me in tears. I'm having contractions like every two minutes. It just, it was nonstop. And he comes in, and he comes over, and he goes to give me a kiss on the forehead. Did you punch him? Um, No, but Kenny's pretty damn hairy in the chest. So I reached out as I'm reaching out to you and I grabbed him by the shirt and a handful of hair and I twisted completely it upside down and the look on his face (laughs) and I hissed at him that he was taking me to the hospital right now or I would crawl down that dirt road on my hands and knees until I found some kind Samaritan who would take me to the hospital, okay? So we go to the hospital Get wheeled up to labor and delivery immediately because, you know, I'm bleeding everywhere. Right. Oh, my God. This kind nurse comes in. She's pushing on my stomach, and I will never forget her going, oh, my word. And she runs out of the room. She runs back in. Do you know what she's holding in her hand? What? A handful of disposable catheters. Okay. What? The kind of catheter you... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I filled two and a half of them. They don't know how my bladder did not rupture. Okay? From all that crap you had to drink. Well, what happened was, is I was in labor, and Jess was trying to come down the birth canal and be born, right? Mm-hmm. He cut my urethra tube off. Oh, dear God. Oh. So I couldn't pee. Oh. And, oh. and they kept making me drink. So the more I drank, the bigger my bladder got. Oh, my gosh. He couldn't get past the bladder. And I couldn't pee. Holy shit. And if I wouldn't have made Kenny take us to the hospital, we both would have died. Oh, my gosh. Um, Yeah, my good friend, um, C, um, her baby was coming out breech. And that they nobody would touch her because that was unclean stuff. Um, her husband actually scooped her up and took her to the hospital where they did an emergency C-section on her. She almost died. She's in a medical journal for having lost the most blood because we weren't allowed blood transfusions. Oh, my God. But, yeah, poor Rue. His his little buttocks were purple for three weeks because she was trying to squeeze them out her birth canal for oh my God. seven hours. She's pushing for seven hours, and only his ass cheeks are coming out. Oh. Anyway. And the cult was okay with that. I, 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 that's about all I got to say on that. Um... I, you finally got the questions done. Damn. I, I have to get a hold of um, another ex-member. Her, um, She went back to her old name. Starts with an F. Um, she had children, and one of them actually died out there in childbirth. She hemorrhaged to death. And I have the questions for her and her family. Um, we're going to, I, I mentioned this a year ago, you know, um, that we're going to do a memorial episode for a lot of the people that died out there. Needlessly. Needlessly. So... Anyway, guys, um, next week is 
the sexisode episode. How do I go from one thing to the next? Oh my god, I need coffee. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's gonna be a good episode. And then Laura's going on vacation for two weeks, so we're trying to figure out what we're gonna do with that. Yeah. Um, please, please, please send me anything that has to do with sex questions and the cult, please. <gasps> oh yeah. Come on, come on, come on. This is this is like the anonymous. You know, in school, ask me anything question. Yep. And you have no idea who wrote it. Except yes. you see the person turning red in health class. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. well, a blowjob get you pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> and meanwhile, the girl over there, you know, she's turning bright red because she's giving it away that she's the that one was who wrote the one, it. Right. So, yeah, um, if you want your name mentioned with your question, let, let us me know. know. Yep. If you want it to be anonymous, let me know. Any ex-members out there who have any sex stories, uh, multiple marriage, how you met your husband crawling through the window. I mean, oh come God. on. <laughs> well, that's how a lot of elders got their Ugh. young wives. They defiled them and can't marry anybody else. Come on. And anybody out there that listens to me, and I, I, I know a lot of these people, and a lot of them are still together. Um, that's their circus. I, I, I can't judge anybody for what they do. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And as I've told you before, I've got stories from out there, but everybody who lived out there has their own stories. And shout out to everybody who is speaking up. We're finally being heard and recognized. Vote, 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 so we can put them in the spotlight and make people wonder how the hell this is still going on. Okay, I think it's time for another cup of coffee and a smokerette. So. Um, so let's wrap it up. Yeah. Just send me some really good questions. Oh, I know we can count on everyone. And you, Laura, have to come up with some really good questions. I will. Okay. Um, well guys, it's been Deb. And Laura. And it's been another episode of I I Got Got the the Hell hell Out. Talk to y'all next week. Bye. Bye.